0: Hi everyone and welcome back to Horse Bits. This is a special edition of Horsebits. I was thrilled when I found Gina Yarnish, author of Harness Your Purpose, Power and Peace. I've talked to Gina several times. I even asked her to come and speak to our Toastmasters group, which was so enlightening. It was better than what I could have ever imagined it to be. Gina talks about her journey, starting out as a real estate agent, raising kids, doing the things that we're all doing right now. But what is your purpose? Why are you doing this? Sometimes that's a hard question to answer. We go to school, get our degrees, get married, buy a house, have kids, take a few vacations. Are you really living? Well, according to what we've all thought, that is living. But the question that I asked you, what is your real purpose? What do you really want to do? And sometimes we get caught up with the everyday kind of lifestyle that we kind of forget. Through my life, my purpose was to be a mom, the best job of all. But through my son, I have found a purpose helping mold him into an incredible kid. And through horses, him and I have learned things that I can't even put into words. Watching him interact with horses, becoming a leader, and changing myself and even becoming a leader has just been phenomenal. So this episode of Horse Bits I hope everybody finds something in it. We start out with my Toastmaster group, me telling a story, leading into Gina, and then Gina speaking to another Gina about her purpose. I hope you enjoy it. Take a listen.
1: So uh, on the agenda, I put your purpose in life is to find your purpose and give your whole heart and soul to it from the Buddha, because I believe tonight will be all about purpose night, which is Karen. Since uh, Gina is a guest of hers, she's bringing into her club. We really appreciate that. <laughs> so right now, I'll turn it over to Karen.
0: Thank you, Greg. Um, fellow Toastmasters, this evening, we have an opportunity to have a guest speaker. Earlier this week, I took my son Horse He's seven years or six years old. He's just learning how to ride on a little pony that's kind of stubborn, Hershey. And Hershey's the pony they start all the kids out on. Now, obviously, Hershey knows he's the one that the kids start out on. And he probably knows that the kids don't know everything that there is to know about horseback riding yet. So, could he be a little stubborn? Absolutely. So little Scotty was on Hershey, trying to make him go. You see a trainer in the ring, a trainer who's learning, who's very good, by the way. She kept encouraging Scotty to keep going. Kick that pony. Make that pony go. Hershey, still being a little stubborn, wasn't going anywhere. The younger trainer turned to the senior trainer and said, I'm doing everything that I can do. And Scotty's doing what he's supposed to be doing. I don't know what to do. Senior trainer says, keep him going. Show him what to do. Get him to kick that horse in the right spot to get him moving. Keep encouraging him. Senior trainer knew her purpose was to get trainer, younger trainer and Scotty to work together. She was the true leader at that moment. My eyes were opened. She wanted both Scotty to succeed and her young trainer to succeed. I saw her step in, work with Scotty and Hershey. And before you knew it, Hershey was doing what he was supposed to do. Everybody had a purpose and that purpose was to work together. Gina's going to take and share with us some of her experiences of where she started out at, believe it or not, in re- real estate, which has led her into an equine therapy. But the thing she's going to do is show us that life doesn't just end when we succeed at one thing. We should always have a purpose. And Gina has developed her book, Harness Your Purpose and Power and Peace, and she's going to share with us her story, her journey, and why this is important to us. Gina, welcome to Insights Toastmasters. Toastmasters, let's give her a round of applause.
1: I did not come prepared in the sense that I was going to give you any type of presentation. What I had hoped for, and my wish is, is really to connect with you guys and try to help you as much as possible. So I'm going to share a little bit about my story. Importantly enough that, um, you know, the one thing that we notice, that I notice in life is that it doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter what you start with. It doesn't matter what your educations are. It doesn't matter what your limitations are. What matters most is what's in your mind. And whatever your mind can think up, the more results you can create in life. One of the most powerful things that I've done over the years, and it's always been amazing how, um, you know, people that are in my inner circle say to me, Gina, you accomplish more in one year than most people do in a lifetime. Why is that? And really what it boils down to is it's more than just a bucket list. If you think about years when you first start out, you know, earlier years, you're in high school, you graduate high school, and then through time you... Uh, do the things that you're expected to do, right? You get out of high school, maybe you go to college, you buy a house, you get married, you have kids, maybe not all in the same order, but you know, you get the gist of that. And then you have your career, or you start a business, and then you start to live life. And by the time you hit maybe 30, 35, all of a sudden we see that there's this pattern. And the pattern is, is that life is really busy, but you don't feel like you're going anywhere. Or, or you have this repetitive pattern of living each day in and out the same way, and not really creating what we want in life, but we often don't know what we want because we haven't given it any thought. Or if we haven't given it any thought, we have people around us that haven't you know have a way of diminishing those ideas that we have. Like you can't do that. right? And so we call them our dream stealers. Um, for me, I started out, I was orphaned as an infant. Luckily enough, I was adopted into a wonderful amazing Italian family grew up with 14 aunts and uncles was, uh, you know, very much loved. But even with all the love that I had in the world, I had my own limitations as a young child that were really restricting me from, you know, kind of coming out of my shell, I had self esteem issues, I had confidence issues, I had speaking issues, all of these things that harbored inside of me because of my own doubts. Um, and limitations that I was making up in my own mind, right? Um, But over time, breaking out of that shell, um, unfortunately, first working as hard as I was working, I don't know if I was trying to prove something to somebody. I don't know, you know, I've often thought about, well, maybe it was because I didn't think anyone would be there for me, so I had to work really hard. But by the time I was 35 years old, I was having a heart catheterization. So, oh. I mean, yes, I was overworked. I had my own real estate business and property management company. I sat on a lot of different boards from business development, economic development, border realtors, PTO traveling, like you name it. When you're a leader, you seem to take on as many you know, positions as possible um, and you keep yourself busy. I had four children at home and I had a husband that worked for the sheriff's department but he was on a night shift. So uh, 80% of the time I was on my own. (laughs) So if I wasn't working, I was caring for my kids or I was taking care of business or I was caring for my elder parents because they adopted late in life. Well, when 35 hit and I had my heart catheterization, um, I came out of the recovery room. And of course, you know, the doctor always has that famous saying, I have good news and I have bad news. And, you know, just give it to me. And so the good news was, was that there was nothing wrong with it. The bad news was that he said was it was in my head. Now, this sassy young Jersey girl that I was at the time, had I not been on so much anesthesia, I probably would have gotten off the table and decked him only because I didn't understand what he was trying to tell me. And what he was saying was that my thinking habits, my beliefs of who I needed to be were my biggest you know, detriment. And um, you know, from that point on, my husband and I had taken a really big, you know, look or you know, broad look at where we were in life, and he had the opportunity to retire. And so we ended up relocating to a 160 acre farm in Northeast Pennsylvania that we were planning to retire to at some point, right?
0: Um,
1: instead, we moved here. We still had two kids at home. I started commuting back and forth to New, New Jersey, and. Um, I always wanted horses, but when you live in the city, it makes it really challenging. So we got a couple of horses and I needed to to learn the right way or healthy way that I could, you know, have these horses. So I studied, I went on this journey of studying natural horsemanship and through the process of studying about natural horsemanship, it began to change my life and who I was. And the first thing that I noticed was that the medicine that the doctors had given me, I wasn't taking anymore, not because I refused to take them, but I just felt better. And um, I think the very first thing my horse taught me was how to quiet my mind. Because I had gotten in this pattern of always being in a sense turned on. You were always going, you were always thinking, what do I have to do tomorrow? What do I have to do before I leave? What am I gonna forget? And then when I would put my head down on the pillow at night, my mind would go even faster. And so playing with the horses, you know, because you're playing with something bigger than yourself, that's not verbally communicating with you, it forces you to look inside yourself and start to question like, how did I do that? Or why did I do that? Or why did he respond that way? And just in that small amount of time, I had control over my mind. And that was the biggest thing, is that people you know, there's only one thing in our entire life that we have control of. And that's our mind. And most people don't control it. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just either your mind is thinking for you or you're think, you're making it think in the direction of what it is that you want. So go, you know, move forward 16 years from when we relocated to northeast Pennsylvania, I started to work with horses. Um, and just so you all know, it is not therapy. I do not do therapy, but I do equine assistant learning. The difference between the modalities is that one, you have to have a counselor in the arena and the other one that you don't. We think of it as a mastermind with horses that's specific and driven on results. To So moving forward through today, people had started to come and see me. I started to help them. I started to see a pattern of why people were coming to see me. And so that's how the book came about. And the book, the 12 chapters that are made up are all the lessons that things that people saw or came to me for. And then I put them in a particular order based on... What I call in psychology, there's like this, um, they call it, um, there's three different phases. I just had a a roadblock. Uh, Now, oh, geez, what is it called? I can't think of it, but it'll come to me. There's three phases, kind of like where you are now, then the challenge, and you bring it all together, but I can't think of, of what the specific words are right now. And so that's the way the book is made up. It's like it's, you're talking about the now, and then in the middle of the book, it's kind of like pushing the envelope, and then at the end, it's pulling it all back together. So that's Harness Your Purpose Power and having the peace of mind. Um, from there, uh, life began to evolve even more, and people started to see that you know instead of having one sessions, today we have a number one program that's mastering sales from the inside out. Right? because it's not about the outside person, it's about the inside person that needs development. And that's what about 80% of the training programs out there misses. And so any script that's out there usually only talks to about 10% of the population, therefore you only have 10 or 20% of the sales force really driving revenue, and the rest of them kind of get left behind. Um, it's just a beautiful journey as to where I've come to where I am but the the pivotal point of all of this really boils down to when we're talking about having life balance and having a thriving life is conditioning our mind to think from an end result. What's an end result that you're looking to accomplish? Now, if you haven't started, you know, if you haven't thought about it in that way, sometimes it's a bit challenging to think beyond 30 days or beyond a year. But you start to condition your mind to think from that space. Then you learn how to reverse engineer the plan. And all of a sudden, now you're starting to see life and success go in a whole new direction. Does that make sense for you guys? Mm -hmm. Um, But most of the people that we talk to, you know, that I come in contact with throughout the day. And I mean, I do sometimes two to three hundred breakthrough calls a year. That's the missing link in every call that I have is that they don't have a future plan to where they're going. So the bucket list is done. You've done your education, you've done your marriage, you've you know got your house, you have your kids, your kids are in school and it's like, okay, now what? Now we get so wrapped up in our children that we, you know, 10, 15 years go by and then now the kids are out of the house and like, now what, You know, um, what do we do? Where do we go? And it doesn't have to start there. It can start very young. For instance, you know, like my own four children, all of them have had houses. They bought their first house between the ages of 21 and 23. Not because I told them to, but because they had a plan, right? They made a plan, they were determined to do it. This is what they wanted. And that's where they went. They saw their parents take 30 day vacations. My children have figured out how to take 30 day vacations. Right? So it's coming from the space of is what is it that you really want in this life while you're here? Without judgment. And you start to we always say like write down as many things as you can possibly think. Because in the beginning, the first couple things that you're going to think are things that are of the conscious mind. But when you start getting into the longer part of it, now you start getting into the good stuff. And you you don't want to question it and go, oh, well, how do I do that, right? We just want to write down as many things as we can. Then why do we want to do those things? Why are they important to us? And then you put them in a particular order. And before long, you're going to see your mind is going to start to expand in different directions. And you're going to start to enjoy life in a whole different way. People always say, I just want to be happy. Well, guess what? There's no amount of money that buys happiness. I work with some of the wealthiest people out there, billionaires that we have come into our programs. And one of the things, even with the amount of money that they have, they are very unhappy because money doesn't buy happiness. It's the things you do in life that gives you that happiness. And so we're really good at working hard. That's great but you gotta play just as hard so that you can recharge yourself. If you're always just working, think of your body as like a gas tank. That gas tank, if, if you're not putting anything back in it, it's constantly being drained. The only way that you can fulfill it is to have fun. And so if you keep that in balance all the time and you know where you're going, life is gonna become more enjoyable today. It doesn't have to be something that you wait to in a future time, for it to happen. I wanna give you a metaphor just to kind of um, you know, give you a little bit example of, a, of where we see a lot of people are at. If you were going from say, California to uh, Hawaii, right? And you were taking a sailboat, from California to Hawaii. And you have all of these capabilities, You know where you're at right now, you get in that sailboat and you're able to pull it out into the marina and you're, I think it's the Pacific. Yeah, that you're out into the Pacific ocean and now you're there, you're there, that's life. How are you gonna get to Hawaii? Right, and that's where most people are stuck. Most people are stuck in the middle of the ocean, not knowing what direction they're going, why they're going, what they're doing. And then all of a sudden they're hitting 40, 50, 60 years of age and saying, you know, I missed out on so much, but you don't have to miss out on so much. Uh, The beautiful thing, my husband and I sat down at the start of the year and we've accomplished so much in our life that it's scary to think of, we don't know what to think of. (laughs) Like, what can we do next? So um, that, you know, I mean, that's it in a nutshell is really being able to expand your mind from where you are to where you want to go. Think about a bow and arrow and a target, right? And, you know, you go to shoot the bar and a bow and arrow and you've got to hit it on the target. Bam, you hit the target. But we spend so much time in our mind thinking about everything else that we never get to the target. So right. being specific about what it is that you want to think instead of just allowing the mind to wander all over the place.
2: And writing helps.
1: Writing helps because you gotta, it's like, kind of like um, the pipes are clogged. When you're writing stuff down, not only are you emptying things out of your mind, but you're also making an impression on your eyes. And so you're gonna think of it in a different way versus how you're just thinking of it in your mind. And then, Mm -hmm. then, like I said, new things will start to flow in. Is there something specific that you're working towards, Gina?
2: Nothing specific. I'm retired, so I don't, but, you know, it's it's one of those where I have, I do things, I'm busy, mm-hmm. but there are dreams that I've had. Like, I love storytelling and I wanted to story do storytelling for children. And And, and honestly, this COVID thing hasn't helped because that's another, like, stumbling block, not so much in achieving a goal. But I think in my case, at least, I went from a routine to no routine. Mm -hmm. And I've had a really hard time focusing. I think focus has been my worst nightmare of this last year and a half or two years or whatever.
1: Well, let me ask you this Why is it, you know, why do you want to tell these stories to the children?
2: well i uh i like to tell bible stories i want them to grow spiritually so i guess i would do it for that mainly for that reason because i want to increase my faith increase their faith especially in hard times Mm -hmm. you know
1: yep and so that's something that we want to give right we're all givers by nature but why is it important to you to do it let me give you an example so you understand um when, uh, let me think of a good one. Um, Most of uh, all of my well, for about 22 years, the, the bulk of my foundation in my wealth came because I was in real estate, I owned a real estate company. And um, my belief was that realtors didn't have 401ks, right? Because we were all commission based. And so I had to figure out a way that I had income when I in my elder years and so I invested in real estate and so and or my why as to why I needed to buy real estate was because it was going to be my way of surviving in my elder years and so my why was really big in the sense that I had to do it so that I could relax when I got older you know and I could have a means of support not having to rely on the government right And so storytelling sounds beautiful. There's a thousand ideas running through my head, but you're going to get real about it and and draw that line in the sand when you figure out why it's so important to you to do what, not just, yes, it's helping people. We all want to help people, but that's not really why you want to do it. There's something bigger. So why
2: is the most important question?
1: Well, that's, what's going to drive you. Right. Mm -hmm. So what drove me is I wanted money later in life. That's what drove me.
2: Yeah. I will consider that. Thank you. And I do do journaling, which is very helpful. I, I will. I do agree with that completely. Sometimes when I think if I have a dilemma in my mind and if I start writing out questions like, why are you thinking this way? And then I answer myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I go back and forth. hmm. Anyway, thank you. Um,
1: You're welcome. I would just say if you're gonna journal, I think about future things. So if I'm journaling about something, so for instance, I have a gratitude page every morning, that gratitude page is I'm grateful for the things that I want, right? As if I have them already. So if I want to, well, you know, we've had during COVID, um, several of our properties went through some major turnovers because of tenancies and so forth. And so in my gratitude book is I am so grateful. I'm so happy and grateful I have 100% occupancy. And that's what I stuck with. And the phone would just ring. And we, my, my kids and I, two of my adult children that are part of our family foundation, um, we would just get so excited, you know, because it's like, you know, we've said it was gonna happen and it happens. So coming journaling about things that make a want list and then be grateful for them even though you don't have them yet.
2: Okay.
1: So, yeah, <laughs> hopefully that helps you, Gina. Thank
0: you. So I have to ask, are you inspired? Do you feel empowered? I was. What's your why? What's your purpose? Will you take notes, jot down thoughts and ideas that you have for things that you wanna do? And I thought, having a grateful list is really outstanding. Even if you don't have it yet, look as if you already do My story is I always wanted Scotty and I wasn't going to give up. He's almost seven years old now. It took a while to get him, but he's here. What do you want? What are your dreams? What are you going to be grateful for? And keep asking why and how that dream will come true. Until next time, we'll see you in another episode of Horse Bits. Have a great one, everyone!